Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I am Dana K. White. I share my personal deslobification process as I figure out my own, wait, how do I normally say that? (laughs) As I figure out how to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 385. And I'm calling it clutter and my hero complex. Yeah, there's a relationship there between my desire to be the hero in a given situation, whether it's my own situation or someone else's situation, and that being the reason why I want to keep some things. Um, So we're going to talk about that today. I did want to remind you real quick, though, that if you're listening to this in real time and you are looking for a part-time job, you can go to aslobcomesclean.com slash hiring. And I am hiring a virtual office manager, chief follow-through officer kind of a thing. So if you think you would be a great fit for that, go find out more about what's involved, what we're looking for at aslobcomesclean.com slash hiring. You don't have to have millions of dollars to benefit from the advice of a financial advisor. My husband and I not only have to make decisions about our own financial planning needs, but we also have to field questions from our kids who are now on their own. That's why I was excited to hear about the on-demand financial planning for absolutely everyone from Fearless Finance. Their business is built on making financial advice accessible and affordable. They make things easy to understand and keep the stress out of making investment choices. With Fearless Finance, you meet your planner virtually who will advise you on your financial journey. Are you paying back student loans, saving for your first house? Maybe you just want to make sure your finances are okay. You can ask all your questions and get answers. No judgment. You'll be charged an hourly rate, no long-term commitment, no minimum required. Visit fearlessfinance.com today. You can chat with a planner for free to make sure it's a good fit, and you'll get $50 off your first planning meeting when you use the code CLEAN. I thought of this because I felt super duper needed last week and actually into this week as I'm recording, uh, which was a lovely feeling. So I had mentioned a couple of weeks ago or when I first came back from the summer break that two of my kids are doing exciting things in their life and I am super excited for them and things are great but they've left the house, right? So one is at college, the other is out in his first real apartment. So uh, all good. Everything's good, right? Like that's the goal, isn't it? It is just in case your kids are little and I'm sorry. And I didn't mean to ruin your day making you think about it, but it is, it's the goal, right? It's the goal that they go out on their own. And so everything is great, but we had several things all hit at once. And I was very, very needed mostly dealing with insurance and doctors and all that kind of stuff, but, and everybody's fine, just so you know. But it was a day where I basically threw everything out that I thought I was going to do that day and another day as well on Monday. And I just was like, I'm on it. And I felt appreciated and I felt important and I felt needed. And as a mom, that's a really good feeling. Not that there aren't times where I'm like, oh my word, can't other people do this? I'm not, you know, but this was not one of those times. This was one of those times where I was, I think partly because I'm going through that time of, oh, 
my babies have left the nest, you know, uh, it was just, it was nice. It was nice to feel needed and kind of got all my adrenaline and juices flowing on like saving the day, basically. And it made me think about how that's the kind of thing that gets me revved up. I know it's not necessarily the kind of thing that gets everybody revved up. I'm not saying that is, but I do find, I was going to say think, but find is a better word. I do find that this love of being a hero is a common quality of people like me who struggle with clutter. And it often is part of the reason why we end up with clutter is this desire to actually be helpful. It's a great desire, right? Like a love of feeling needed, a love of coming in and saving the day. That is part of the clutter issue for so many of us, right? So that's why it's something that needs to be talked about. Now, to be clear, in case you're new around here, I don't consider this something you have to figure out before you start decluttering. I am not someone who thinks that you need to figure out the why behind all your stuff before you get to work. And I know there are others who want to talk about the why first. I'm actually like, let's don't talk about the why. Let's just start throwing away trash, right? Like actual trash that, you know, that you're not attached to and you don't have to decide if it's trash. I have a, I have my five-step decluttering process. There is nothing to do to figure out, to analyze whatever before you get started on that. But through doing that, that's where a lot of these whys are revealed. That's why I don't think it's important to know all the whys ahead of time now, I'm not a mental health professional, okay? So there, I'm sure there are situations that this does not apply to. But I'm telling you, in my experience working with, at this point, hundreds of thousands of people and hearing from many thousands of people, the making of progress reveals the why, but it reveals it at a time where you're starting to feel successful and you're starting to feel capable because you're seeing actual progress. And so when you reveal the why as you are making progress, as opposed to looking around at the mess and thinking, 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 trying to figure out the why before you do a single thing, when you feel that success and you feel a little bit of momentum and you feel capable of doing this, then the why is helpful. Like that's when the why is really helpful because it's like, okay, as I've, I've made progress, I come across this thing. I ask myself these questions. Where would I look for this first? I don't have an answer. And that's when it hits me that I really was keeping this item because I wanted to save the day in the future for whatever, but I'm ready now. I'm ready to actually deal with it because I have the tools and I have the experience and I have the momentum from having made progress before I ever got to any of that stuff that, you know, is like a whole identity crisis for me to get rid of it. Okay. Anyway, all that to say, if this is the first podcast that you're listening to, I want you to understand that about how I look at decluttering. Okay. This understanding that maybe some of your stuff is sticking around a lot longer than it needs to stick around because of some hero complex issues that you might be having. We only want it to be helpful. Only if it's helpful for you should you work on this. But also understanding that that this is part of your issue 
is not going to immediately make you go, oh, now I get it. I was trying to be a hero. Whole house is done. Okay. All right. Finally, you know, I get it. I understand. The stuff still has to be dealt with anyway. Okay. So anyway, yes, it's a thing to talk about and understand, but the thing that actually gets stuff out of your house is throwing away trash, donating dead donations, determining homes for things according to where you would look for it first, blah, 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 which is the decluttering process. Okay. But I just had to say that first because I know sometimes people get so obsessed with the why, right? Okay. So yeah, last week I was needed. It gave me all those warm, fuzzy feelings and it just made me think about this. And you know, we're great people. I mean, I'm, I'm fully convinced of that. Not just from like, I'm a great person, but like, that was one of the things for me as I started to, you know, if you don't know my story, I started a blog back in 2009, writing about trying to get my house under control. I called it a slob comes clean. That's the name of this podcast as well. But I called it that it was anonymous in the beginning because this was my deep, dark secret. And I really thought I was the only one, right? And so as I started to write about it and people started to read it, nobody I knew, I didn't tell anybody I knew I was doing this. But as people started to read it and make comments, they were saying, this is how I operate as well. Like, this is how my brain works as well. These are my struggles as well. You know, the words that you're saying, I could have written them, you know, like that. So I found my people. And so that was actually a big thing for me in being able to move forward on this issue that I had struggled with my entire life. And I still struggle with. That's just part of it, right? But part of that was realizing, you know, I had always felt like broken because this was a struggle for me. I had always felt completely overwhelmed and like, okay, I'm capable in a lot of things, but somehow I am completely incapable in this. And so it was like, what is wrong with me? I'm too embarrassed to tell anybody. I'm too embarrassed to talk about it. But as I started to see who it was that related to things, I started to see, oh, we have a lot in common other than just the clutter. We tend to be very creative people. We tend to be, you know, artistic in a lot of ways, which creative and creative and artistic, you know, have a lot of similarities there, right? But anyway, whatever. But this is one of those common things. We tend to like to save the day, right? Like that, that's who we are. So it is a great thing. The world needs us. I mean, we're the person who, and this is one scenario. So even if you're like, oh, I don't know if that would be me. I'm just saying that we tend to be the person who would do something like, even if it's not this exact thing, but we're the person who's like, oh, it looks like that kid is having a struggle in the water and I'm going to go ahead and jump in with all my clothes on where I have been in situations before where, and not that I was always the person who jumped in with all my clothes on immediately, but you know, we're, we're that person who's like, forget all that where other people might think through the things of, okay, well, I've, um, you know, I've, I need to take my watch off and I need to do this and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, we are able to let all that stick stuff go in order to save the day, you know? Anyway, I hope I'm not blabbing. Y'all, it's a little bit hot. It's a little cooler this week in Texas. For y'all's sake, I have been turning off my AC while I record a podcast lately. And now it's getting really stuffy. Okay, anyway, (laughs) the things I do for y'all. Let's see if I can keep my concentration because stuffy means I'm starting to sweat. Okay, Uh, so we tend to be, you know, 
heroic type people. We tend to be the kind of people who are willing to drop everything and go help a friend. Not that other people aren't. Okay. So I'm not saying, oh, people without clutter aren't willing to go help a friend. I'm not saying that, but we do tend to be that way, right? Like we're willing to forget that, ignore that. You know, I've always said, I'm the person who you give me a huge project and it never occurs to me like, oh, well, if I take that on, how am I going to have time to do my dishes or keep the house clean? Like that's the stuff that never even crosses my mind, right? I'm just like, whoop, let's focus in on this big project because I have a project brain. That's just my, my thing. But it can be a problem, okay? Because we also sometimes tend to not want to or think to do things that aren't heroic or dramatic, right? So we maybe let the house go for a long time because those things don't even occur to us until it's this big dramatic thing that needs to be done. Like, I don't know, clear the entire countertop, you know, all the countertops in the kitchen of all the dishes that haven't been done. You know, like that is kind of the bad side equivalent of this, like waiting for the hero moment. So maybe not doing the everyday stuff because we're waiting for that hero moment, because that's when we shine or that's when we feel that energy. I used to wait for cleaning inspiration, kind of the same thing, right? Like waiting for that heroic energy to come along in order for me to do things. You know, that what, what they'll say is that, you know, a mom who can, she can lift a car off of her child, you know, But yeah, I mean, like she lifts the car in this moment of heroism. And I feel like I would look around my house, you know, and and that whole like, I don't see incremental mess thing that I talk about a lot. I would look around my house and be like, oh, yeah, Uh, that's, that's, uh." okay. And it just wouldn't register as something that I could or should do. Until that moment, which gives that same kind of energy that I was looking for with heroic, but it was more like panic, right? Panic of, oh my word, the doorbell is going to be ringing in 15 minutes or whatever. And then, then I end up in those situations where I am shoving everything into the cabinets underneath the counter and end up way worse off than I was before. Okay. So that wasn't good either, but waiting for that, like, I'm going to wait for the big energy. I'm going to wait for the big moments to do anything, put me in a bad situation. But then at the same time, the good side of that part of our our personality is that we come through in the big moments, you know? So it's that, where does the line happen? Like at what point is this a bad thing. It's a bad thing when we can call it instead of being heroic, being a hero complex, right? Like that's, again, I'm not a mental health professional, so I don't even know if they call them complexes anymore, but you know what I mean? Like an Oedipal complex, not a good thing, right? Not a good thing. A hero complex is not a good thing. It's a thing that's causing problems because of this incorrect emphasis on something. Okay. So at what point does it turn from I'm actually being a hero to I'm just having a hero complex and that is hurting my house. So what's the tipping point regarding clutter? Well, it's when we keep things for the future while disregarding the nail. Keep things for this time when 
I might be in a situation where I can envision myself saving the day. That daydream about me saving the day with this item is so much more dramatic and fun and exciting than me actually giving it a real home right now, making a hard decision about, oh, there's no room for it, and then throwing it in the trash. Like going through that process, that's nowhere near as dramatic. Like literally no one applauds for that. It's just not that exciting, right? But if I hold on to it and I just set it aside and I think, oh, but in the future, I might save the day with this. You know, when we are thinking about the future and we're disregarding the now, we're just leaving it there to be tripped over, to keep us from being able to use our countertops or our kitchen table or our uh, living room floor or our fireplace because there's a big pile of stuff that got piled up there started in the summer when I was thinking oh I didn't need the fireplace and now all of a sudden it's winter and I can't use it because it would be a huge decluttering project right so that right there is one of those ways to identify has this tipped from the good part of me that enjoys being heroic into a hero complex that this is not a good thing and I need to deal with it because it's actually harming me and harming my home and harming the people who I love who live in my home, right? When we um, keep things for heroic purposes of, oh, somebody might need this in the future. I might need this in the future. Oh, won't we be glad that we had this? But because of all that keeping, because of keeping so many things, we have more than we can handle. We have more than will fit usably and comfortably in our space. And therefore, we don't know where anything is. Or even if we have a sort of an idea, we can't get to it. We can't access it. So it's the keeping. We were keeping all these individual items for future possible heroic purposes. But because of all that keeping, we can't actually end up helping. That's a much worse feeling is knowing that you have the thing that somebody needs, but also knowing you will never find it. I vaguely remember having that. And um, yeah, I don't even know where to start looking for it. And I don't have the time and energy to do what I feel like would have to be done in order to find that item for them. It would probably be a five-day project of tearing my house apart. And by that time, they wouldn't need it anymore, right? So that's another sign signal that we've moved from the good thing of wanting to help people into the bad hero complex. It's hurting my house. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns, but a deep voice doesn't sell B2B and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. 
That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. For those who've been listening for a while, you may have heard me talk about how time is a container. It's a finite thing. And if I try to squeeze too much into the time that I have available, I get stressed and anxious. Therapy can be a place to talk through realistic priorities and goals, helping you deal with stress and anxiety when your days feel overwhelming. It's been great for me to talk through setting boundaries and improving coping skills with a therapist. BetterHelp is entirely online. That makes scheduling convenient and flexible. To get started, you just have to fill out a brief questionnaire that will match you with a licensed therapist. If needed, you can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com clean today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot clean. I am so excited to be working outdoors in my garden again. Fresh air and sunshine really do affect my mood. I'd rather spend more time outside and less time inside making dinner. That's why I love using Prep Dish. It helps me get our meals planned and prepped for the week. I receive a weekly meal plan in my inbox every Friday that fits my family's eating style. There are four to choose from. Each comes complete with recipes, a grocery list, and a detailed plan that walks me through a short prep session and sets me up for success for the coming week. Prep Dish's step-by-step meal prep plan only takes about an hour of prep each week, which I can work into my routine pretty easily. I can then get healthy homemade meals onto the table incredibly quickly throughout the week because the prep work is already done. If you're ready to free up some brain space, I've got great news for you. I got you two weeks free so you can try out the prep dish meal plans for yourself and see if they're a good fit for your family. Just go to prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for a two week free trial. Again, that's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for your first two weeks free. You won't regret it. Saving everything, but saving so much that it ends up damaged and then we not, end up not being able to use it. Okay. Saving so many things that we, we don't have the clutter threshold, meaning how much stuff can you handle to be able to maintain it and keep it usable. And so then when the day comes and you're like, I know exactly where that is and you go to get it and it's been crushed underneath the weight of all these other possibilities of heroic things. And then it's like, oh, I've been saving this all this time and it turns out it's actually broken now. That has happened to me. That has happened to so many people who've emailed me and they've told me they're like, I was keeping this thing. And then when I went to get it, it was disintegrated or mice had gotten into that box or, you know, for whatever reason, it is now ruined. Okay. That's that going from, I'm trying to be helpful into it's causing bad things to happen. Okay. Um, And then there's also focusing so hard on being a hero that I end up becoming a victim in my own home, right? That I end up my life being unlivable because of the state of my home. I can't do the things that I do need to do, you know, have people over to fix the basement drain. Y'all have basement drains, right? I don't know. We don't have basements in Texas, but have people over to, you know, fix the 
the plumbing under the sink. Oh, but I can't do that. And I know some of you might be listening and going, what? What are you even talking about? This is one of those things. For those who really, really struggle with clutter, that can be a major thing is you have some sort of home repair that you don't even feel like you can have someone come in and work on it because of the state of the space where that repair needs to be done. And you're like, I I can't even get to it to have somebody come in and fix it for me. Okay. So you end up being a victim in your own home. And I'm not saying you, I'm saying like, I, I don't know that that exact thing happened, but many times it was like, I was unable to do the things that I needed to be able to do. Well, for example, I've talked many times about my eBay room in my last house, how there was a half bath in the back of that room, which ended up being my game room. We didn't use it for years because that room was completely packed full of things that I was either selling or gonna sell on eBay and be the hero, you know, because I was gonna make all this money on these things. And I did make money on a lot of things, but it sacrificed what we actually needed in our home. You know, I talked, I think it was in the 10 year episode that I did uh, a couple weeks ago. I talked about how for me, again, with the eBay thing, we brought my daughter home from the hospital and she slept in the closet. Now, I mean, come on, it was in the master bedroom. It was a tiny little master bedroom in our rental house, but still there was not a space for her to go take a nap, to sleep, whatever in her own room, because that room was being used for all this like, oh, you know, this exciting adrenaline type thing of all these things that I was saving and I was keeping in order to, you know, sell them on eBay at just the perfect time. You know, I gotta, I gotta go ahead and have these, all these Halloween costumes that I've been collecting in April, because they're going to sell really well in October or whatever. So it was causing me to end up being a victim in my own home, a victim of all this clutter, meaning I could not function. I could not do the things I I needed to do because of all this clutter, but it was because I was saving all this stuff, much of it with this desire to come in and save the day at some point with just the perfect thing or whatever. Okay. So how do I solve this problem? Well, we solve it by accepting reality, right? Like, As nice as it sounds to be a hero, when you actually live through those moments where a hero is needed, in my experience, I tend to go, yeah, I I don't want to go through that. Look, that looks super dramatic and exciting on TV. And then real life, an accident happens or whatever. And it's like, I'd rather just not go through that, right? Like, so I want to accept the reality that my actual everyday life, that's where I want to put my priority, as opposed to prioritizing things for this possibility of things that might happen in the future, okay, of things that might happen, and I might desperately need this thing. And it's hard. I mean, I know there are a lot of people who, especially, I mean, we went through COVID, what, how long has it been now? It's been three and a half years, y'all. That is bananas. Anyway, We did. We went through COVID. And I know that messed with a lot of people. It messed with me because, I mean, 
I had been decluttering for years before that. And I had been thinking, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. We're not going to go through a time where we're all desperate for toilet paper. Uh, You know, not that I said those exact words, but I might as well have. And then we went through a time where everybody was desperate for toilet paper, right? But at the same time, I had to decide what is my actual reality. My actual reality is that I don't, even though I may be desperate for toilet paper at some point in the future, I don't want to live guaranteed these, you know, 10 years with no space to actually move around in my home because of all the toilet paper on the off chance that I'll be the hero who actually has toilet paper in the future. Like, I'm not willing to do that. I'm going to accept reality that keeping stuff to be a hero in the future that ends up making it hard to live in my house right now, I'm not willing to do that. Like, I'm going to base things on the actual reality that I've got a lot of living that I want to do before this ambiguous potential probably won't happen. But even if it does, time when we might be desperate for toilet paper again, right? Okay. Uh, Clutter threshold. I accept my clutter threshold. That is a big part of accepting reality is accepting that I have a clutter threshold. Your clutter threshold is the point at which you only have in your home what you personally can easily keep under control. So my clutter threshold means I only have the stuff in my house that I can handle that I can easily keep under control on regular old everyday life, non-heroic times, everyday normal life. I've only got that much stuff in my house. So my mom has a really high clutter threshold. She can have a lot of stuff, keep it all under control. I can't. So I have to accept that. That's part. That's a huge part of accepting reality is just the fact that I can't have more stuff than I can handle. And if I try to it's going to make life difficult. It's going to mean I can't step in and save the day when I need to because of all those things we talked about just a minute ago, right? Other ways that I solve this is just embracing the reality of the space that I have, the container concept. The space I have is the space I have. Whether I want to be a hero someday or not, if I don't have the space to keep this thing and it not take up the room that I need for the stuff that I actually need in my everyday life right now, and you know, my clutter threshold, I can't even remember where things were or whatever, because of, you know, just who I am and how my brain works, then I can't have that stuff. If it's going to overflow the boundaries that I have in the actual home that I live in, then that's where it causes me to be a victim to my home as opposed to giving me a chance to be a hero in the future. Okay. I solved this whole idea of, I mean, this is really a big one, honestly, with the heroic thing is where would I look for this first? Asking myself this question, this is my first decluttering question. If I needed this item, where would I look for it first? It does several things. First of all, if I determine where I would look for it first, and then I take it there now, which is part of this decluttering step, then that means that in the moment where I need this item to heroically save the day, it's actually going to be in the first place where I look for it, which means I'm going to have the chance to heroically save the day. And then taking it there now helps me embrace the reality of that space, which is like what we talked about just a minute ago with the container concept. If I take it there now, 
it does a couple of different things. It helps me go, oh, there's no room for this thing that I will only need if I am called upon to save the day in a hypothetical situation in the future. I should probably go ahead and keep the stockpot that I really do use 15 times over the course of a winter to make a big pot of soup. You know, like this heroic possibility doesn't deserve space over this item that I definitely use. But by taking it there now, I'm faced with that actual reality. Okay. The look, look, always look. That's part of this too, right? Because so many times what happens is I think, oh, this thing would be great to have in the future. I would be so glad to have this cool shaped spaghetti jar for crafting beads in the future. Well, by taking it there now and by looking in this actual space where I would look for it first, I open up that thing and I realize, oh, I've already got three similar jars filled with crafting beads and four jars waiting for more crafting beads. But as long as it's this ambiguous thing, which when it's a heroic thing, it's easy for it to be the ambiguous thing in my head. When I'm not actually looking at what is in this space, I don't remember that I already have all these things. And then that's when it becomes clutter because it's over. I don't have a place for it and it's over my clutter threshold and all that. And then the go ahead and use it instead of saving. That is heroic. And it gives experience. I think that this, this idea of heroism, it's so important to acknowledge the power of experience. So as I was thinking about this, I was thinking about this lady. She's on Instagram. Her handle on Instagram is foster.parenting. I don't know how she ended up in my feed, but I stop and watch her videos pretty much every time they come through my feed because they are, she has the most soothing, lovely presence. But basically what she does is she shows you from experience how to handle all of these situations, you know, first night, all different kinds of situations that she has the experience of dealing with. She is showing you how to deal with those. And I, I, it basically, sometimes she does, and she never does it in an unkind way, but sometimes she will show like, this is what it feels like you should do. And instead, this is what you should do. And here's why, because here's how the, sometimes the things that you assume just from looking at the situation, assessing it, thinking, okay, I think this is what I should do in this situation. How sometimes, you know, because of reality and because how things actually work in real life, uh, that can backfire or, you know, cause problems. And so she shows, well, this is actually how to word this or, you know, things to do in, in these situations. And it just makes me think about the value of experience. Like if you have realized throughout this podcast episode today, that yes, this is a big part of my issue. I want you to really focus on experience, okay? I personally would prefer to have a trained firefighter come save me in my home as opposed to a super heroic person who has zero experience, okay? Like I want my paramedic to have practiced a lot 
before the emergency happens where he might have to help me, right? So what that's one of my decluttering strategies is like if I'm stuck on something because I'm like, oh, I might use that. I'm like, okay, Dana, go ahead and use it. Go ahead and use this thing that you think you might use. I mean, example, I think it's in How to Manage Your Home Without Losing Your Mind, my first book, was a can of blueberries that I was decluttering my pantry and realized they were like very expired. And so the first thought was, well, of course, then I should get rid of them. And then I was like, oh, but what if one of these days I really need blueberries? I don't keep blueberries on hand all the time. I mean, here they were in my pantry, but you know, like that's not something I think to get up, get at the store. And what if I needed to make a quick blueberry cobbler or whatever? And oh, maybe I should keep them because you know, the expiration dates don't mean what people say they mean. I don't know, whatever. Don't quote me on that. But I realized, okay, Dana, if you're saying that these might come in handy in the future, and then you might be willing to eat them. I'm like, let's go ahead and use them now. Like, let's go ahead. And when I put it that way, first of all, that helps me get rid of them. Cause I was like, well, I don't know. They're expired. You know, it's like waiting for this time when I'm desperate y'all. When I used to be a theater teacher and I would teach acting and I would direct a play and there were always those who they learned pretty quickly, but there were always those who were like, Oh, you know, I'll, I'll do it when it's the real thing. Well, as a theater teacher, I'll just tell you, if you're waiting to do it when it's the real thing, you're not going to do what you want to do, right? If you will go all out now and give it your everything now, you're going to be really good in the future. But if you're going to hold back now and say, oh, in the future, when it really matters, that's when I'm going to do this all the way, you're never going to be able to do it the way that you want to do it or the heroic, the truly heroic way. Okay. So can you go ahead and use this item? Can you go ahead and, and, and try it? So some examples here. All right. So one of the things that I personally, I, I avoid now, and it used to be the type of thing that just, who it really like got me all worked up and excited. Like I loved, oh, those like, don't throw this away, use it for, you know, don't throw your this is gross. I don't think it's a real thing, but don't throw your used Q-tips away. Use them for whatever. Or don't throw that water bottle away or don't throw that mac and cheese box away or whatever. You know, use it for this. Well, I basically just have a standard ignore those articles completely. Like I don't even read them anymore because they didn't serve me well, right? But when I run across something and I, I have realized if I will go ahead and give myself the experience of giving it a try right now, then I am so much less likely to end up in a situation where I have clutter more than I could handle things that keep getting out of control. So like, for example, you look at a two liter, like a used up two liter bottle of soda. And I mean, come on cut that top off and that's a funnel. Well, you know what I've decided? My one Tupperware funnel that I have had for a really, really, really long time. I'm before I even got married, I got that thing. I'd rather have that one than what ends up happening. Cause it's like, Oh, that's a great idea. I could 
cut that top off and it would be a funnel. But you know what I don't do when I have an empty two liter, which if I have an empty two liter, I have six empty two liters because there's been a party, right? So if I have those, you know what I don't do is immediately cut it off and use it. The way my brain used to operate, and I have to be careful to keep it from operating this way now, is I would just not throw away the two liter bottles. Because I was like, oh, well, those tops can be cut off and they can be turned into a funnel. But when I tell myself, no, it's better to go ahead. If I'm going to do that, I need to use it. I need to go ahead and do it, which part of that is the take it there now. It's like, okay, well, then I need a place for this funnel. I need to go ahead and, you know, cut it off and put it in the place where I would look for a funnel that I could throw away, which there's value for that, right? Like there's totally value in that. I need to go ahead and take it there now. Well, when I do that, that's when I use one of them and I go, oh, yeah. I think the only time I would actually use this is for, you know, when my husband is draining after he's fried catfish or whatever, you know. But other than that, I'm just going to use my other one. And then it makes all the future ones look different. When it's just this ambiguous, like, oh, yeah, you can do something with that. That's when I end up just keeping that, which ends up meaning that I've got an entire space filled with trash, basically, okay? Because then when I end up going to do this or when I end up needing that space that's filled with trash, I'm overwhelmed and I've got this huge thing to deal with and throw away, okay? Um, So many times things look cool, but then they don't actually work, right? Like maybe it's that, you know, I've seen and maybe this does work great, but, you know, people will poke holes in a two liter bottle or a water bottle and turn it into a sprinkler for their kids or their grandkids. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and try it. I'm going to see if that works because you know what? I could water my yard for a little bit. I'm just going to see if this actually works. And then that way I've got one and I can actually be the hero when they come over and I actually know how to do it as opposed to what I used to do, which is just not throw away water bottles because I had seen that you could make sprinklers out of them but you make a sprinkler out of one, you know, but then I also have the experience of knowing, oh, it doesn't just screw onto the end of the hose. Maybe it does. I've never actually done it, but it doesn't do that. You also have to have duct tape. Okay. Well, you know, whatever it is that you need to be able to do this, you have that experience, which just changes everything going forward. And so if you want to have these cool things, give yourself that take it there now philosophy that, okay, then I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do the thing set it up, have it ready, put it in the place where I would look for it first so that I can actually do the heroic thing. And you know what happens so many of the times is when I tell myself, okay, well, if I'm going to keep water bottles to turn into sprinklers for grandkids that I don't even have, uh, then I'm going to have to go ahead and figure out, you know, how it attaches to the hose. And then most of the time I go, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I don't actually feel like doing that right now. And then it hits me that there will be other bottles come along the way, right? Like this is not going to be the last one. If we ever decided to do that, almost 100% possibility that there would be something that I would be able to use for that. Or the grandkid, I take them to the store and they get to, you know, 
buy a drink and they'll be excited and then we'll use that. I mean, whatever. I mean, but when I tell myself I'm going to take it there now, that is the solution to all of this. Whatever that means, whatever it looks like, that's the solution. I'm going to go ahead and do this now. I'm going to go ahead and give it this experience so that I can know what is it that I actually should keep or is it even worth keeping at all for this purpose, okay? But I get to the take it there now by going through the decluttering process because it's the where would I look for this first, take it there now. Now, just in case you're new, if you can't answer where would I look for this first, that's when you need to be honest and admit if you needed this item, would it even occur to you that you already had one, okay? Because if you didn't have a place where you would look first, not where you knew it would be, but where you would look for it first, then the truth is, that that item is um, just going to sit in your house because you wouldn't even go looking for it if you did need it. Okay. So the hero complex, at what point does it turn from me actually doing things to be a hero to this hero thing being a complex that's actually keeping me from being able to do the things either to help other people or just to do the things that I need to be able to do. Okay. It's a great quality y'all. We're wonderful people. I'm so thankful for us. And there are so many ways to be a hero to someone that doesn't involve stuff. And I have found, you know, for me, I remember when I got my first apartment with my friends in college and I remember loving it because I was like, we just need a place to be because we had spent so much time at restaurants and, you know, we knew every single restaurant that was open after midnight in town and we would go hang out at restaurants, which is great, but then everybody's spending money. And I was so excited just to have a place to be. And once I got my house decluttered, which it's always a process of getting rid of more stuff and new stuff coming in, more stuff going out. But once I got my house to where I could keep it under control, I get to exercise the the being a hero so much more often in ways that are really, truly helpful to people. I get to be the person that says, oh, sure. Yeah, we can host that. Absolutely. Yeah, we can do that at my house. You know, we did our, if y'all aren't from Texas, you may not know what mums are. I mean, you know what mums are as far as flowers, but we have these fancy fake mums with all these ribbons and doodads and blah, 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 um, that people do for homecoming here in Texas. Anyway, so the last two years, uh, since I moved into my house, I'm like, yeah, let's do the, we do little mums for the dance team's boots that they wear at the football game. Uh, I'm like, yeah, we can do that at my house. So you know, that's a big group of people, lots of open space that we need for that. I couldn't have done that before. And those opportunities come along consistently. Opportunities for people to need a place to be, to need a place to do the thing that they need to do. Those opportunities are going to come along all the time. And how many of those opportunities were, was I giving up because of all the things I was keeping because I wanted to be a hero someday? Okay. But I get to fulfill that feeling of, I mean, it does, it makes me feel needed and heroic when I'm like, sure, we can, we can do that at my house. Yeah, absolutely. So don't let clutter keep you from being the hero that you want to be. That is the cheesiest ending. I mean, I'm sure there've been other really cheesy ones, but that one might be the cheesiest ending of any podcast that I've ever done. Anyway. Okay. I will um, talk to y'all later, but I just want to remind you, 
slobcomesclean.com slash hiring for the job description of the virtual office manager that we are looking for. Okay. I will talk to y'all next week. Bye.